Chapter Eight of Mrs. Armitage or Female Domination by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter Eight. The gentleman is learned, a most rare speaker. To tutors none more bound. His training such that he may furnish and instruct great teachers. Shakespeare. At Holywell, meanwhile sober steady solemn oak-shaded holywell all proceeded with as much regularity as though its economy were part of the system of the universe old hardywood received the rents for his lady and simmons his orders from her and the new park wall between the west lodge and woodin's farm commenced for the purpose of giving employment on the estate was slowly proceeding the drainage of maudsley moor begun and the planting of an adjoining heath prepared for all the activity usually visible on the vast property of a wealthy and wise proprietor was perceptible in the occupations of mrs armytage it seemed almost sacrilegious to sophia that things could go on so well while arthur was wandering on the continent and at variance with his mother do not make yourself uneasy my dear young lady had been dr grant's consolatory admonition your mother has resisted expostulation has resisted persuasion her enlightenment must be the work of providence and believe me the greater her harshness the more flagrant her injustice the warmer will be her return towards her son let her exhaust her indignation mrs armytage will end by growing angrier with herself than with him but sophie's anxieties soon acquired a new stimulus by the elevation of one of its sitting members to the peerage a vacancy having occurred in the representation of the borough of thoroton mrs armytage sent off an express for the eldest son of her cousin sir john maudsley of maudsley hall and established his headquarters at holywell for the canvas without the slightest allusion to her former parliamentary projects in favour of her son now reginald maudsley was a person on many accounts most objectionable to poor sophia mrs armytage strongly attached to her own family and its interests and regarding sir john maudsley as head of the house and heir presumptive to holywell in case of failure of her own issue entertained a high regard for him and all his generation more especially for reginald a young gentleman brought up on the high pressure of intellect system to know more than the rest of the world and to despise it in proportion be tutored from his cradle the little great man the embryo newton the incipient lord chatham was the most pragmatical of pretenders dwarfed in his moral nature by the excessive interference of art but his kinswoman at holywell saw no faults in him the regularity of his conduct at college had been no less edifying than that of poor arthur armytage was indiscreet and when during their holidays and vacations reginald maudsley joined their parties at holywell he was invariably held up to his young cousins as an object for emulation and admiration from which it naturally followed that arthur could not endure the sight of his cousin he called him a prig he thought him a hypocrite he detested his ostentatious habits of study and moderation 
in process of time sophie began to dislike him too for her brother's lively friend edgar rainsford suspecting and perhaps with reason that mrs armytage entertained a project of uniting her daughter with the representative of the elder branch of her family spared no occasion of showing up the shallow egotism of young maudsley and this was the man who now that arthur was banished from holywell and his friend rainsford an absentee from its threshold was about to be established by her mother's fireside as the rival of her son and the opponent of lord leicester spalding i wish you had seen spalding's face this morning my dear miss armytage said lord greta having accompanied his sister one morning on a visit to holywell as laura and i rode hither we met him with his electioneering cavalcade and when i told him your mother had just driven into thoroton with her triumphal coach and four and maudsley like a man in buckram by her side conning a speech with four quotations from horace and three from juvenal my sister was obliged to throw him her salts bottle to save him from fainting as if your sister carried one said lady laura with indignation allow her to leave such fine ladyisms to mrs wemmersley and the duchess of spalding or leicester himself pray don't forget lord leicester leicester is the finest lady in the riding writes silken verses in the silken book of beauty and washes his poodle in milk of roses i quite enjoy the thoughts of leicester spalding matched against that polyglot edition of erasmus your cousin reginald don't abuse mr maudsley to sophia observed lady laura the wemmersleys assured me yesterday that she is engaged to her cousin mrs armytage having disinherited her son and entailed her whole property upon the son and heir of sir john under such circumstances mamma would scarcely choose the wemmersleys as her confidants said sophie scarcely knowing what to answer do you imagine inquired lord greta colouring highly on observing how small a portion of the report miss armytage thought proper to disavow that wemmersley wants to be chosen as confidant no no wemmersley knows of every change of ministry before the king of every vacant mitre before the archbishop of canterbury of every decision in chancery before the mason seals he is quicker in his intelligence than courier or king's messenger nay when mischief is in the wind the very telegraph is a snail to him i should not be much surprised if wemmersley had already drawn out a draft of the marriage settlements between the future member for thoroton and miss sophia armytage i should be much surprised to hear of miss sophia armytage signing them interrupted lady laura perceiving from her brother's volubility that wemmersley's report had excited his uneasiness if you saw the wemmersleys yesterday interrupted sophia perhaps you can inform me whether their relation mr lomax has made his appearance at mill hill my cousin reginald is anxious for his arrival i believe they have been in correspondence for some months past concerning the state of prison discipline in the united states do you mean a long-limbed man who wears an immense muslin neckcloth speaks in aphorisms maintains a perpetual single combat with what he calls the aristocratic usurpation and cannot so much as take a pinch of snuff without connecting the measure with some precept of political economy i never saw mr lomax there laura 
I told you that bore of a man at Wemmersley's left hand yesterday was a rich relation. I was certain no one less cogently qualified would presume to be so disagreeable. Disagreeable? I thought him the pleasantest person I had ever met at Mill Hill. So original, so sturdily Yankee, so undisguised in his wonder at Lord Lester Spalding's languid impertinence, so different from the old world people who are careful never to seem astonished. But tell me, Sophia, what does your mother say to Lord Lester taking up his quarters at Mill Hill during the election? Is she not indignant against the Wemmersleys? Not in the least. They are people whose offences she overlooks with the greatest indifference, as if too small to excite her anger. When there was a report that Lord Rotherham had taken Lord Lester Spalding by the hand, then she was indeed angry. If your father had backed him against my cousin Maudsley, I think mamma would have risked half her fortune to secure Reginald's election. Reginald, thought Lord Greta, but he said nothing, though Lady Laura directed a significant glance towards him. What news from your brother? was his well-imagined mode of changing the conversation. None that I consider very satisfactory. Arthur and his wife appear to be entering eagerly into the dissipation of Paris, which is the last thing likely to be satisfactory to my mother. Wemmersley assures me he has taken to playing desperately. I never thought Arthur fond of play, said Lord Greta. I never heard of his touching a card, exclaimed Sophia. Play? No, I am quite certain he is not addicted to play. And yet, continued she, checking herself, how can I be certain of anything about him now, under the influence of a person with whom I am not even acquainted? She had no time to inquire further. The Holywell carriage, with its utmost complement of postilions and outriders, covered with the ribbons of the Maudsley for ever party, drove rapidly past the windows. And the moment her mother and cousin entered the room, Sophie saw by the countenances of both that something was wrong. The headache which prevented your accompanying us to Thoroton does not appear to have been very troublesome, said Mrs. Armitage, addressing Sophia in an angry voice after she had gone through the usual greetings to her young visitors. Pray, my dear madam, do not attribute our presence here either to Miss Armitage's convalescence or her generosity, hastily interrupted Lord Greta. We were under the necessity of personally assaulting old Simmons in order to obtain admittance and of assuring him that his pretext that Miss Sophia was lying down was in every sense a lying one. The pun, of course, was Laura's, although she affects to look so scandalised, he continued, not a little amused to perceive how much his harem-scarum method of drawing off the enemy from Sophia provoked the lofty contempt of Mr. Candidate Maudsley. To own the truth, he added, resolved to convert the scorn of Reginald into fury, I was chiefly anxious to take the entrenchments of Holywell by storm in order to secure Miss Armitage's hand for the first dance of the ball, which I conclude we shall have at Thoroton in honour of Mr. Maudsley's return, but at which, as a matter of course, Sophia would hold herself engaged to her cousin, said Mrs. Armitage haughtily. Pardon me, the prize is mine by all the rules of chivalry and Bonash, cried Lord Greta with a glance that defied Sophia to contradict his assertion. Priority of demand, priority of assent, pre-engagement. 
besides miss armytage was probably as well aware as myself that mr maudsley the new member and mr maudsley her cousin are one but not the same the successful candidate will of course belong to miss dip the daughter of the mayor or miss gumption the sister of his attorney or miss either side the cousin of the returning officer a popular member forgets all kindred and its claims and during mr maudsley's election week the majesty of holywell must defer to the majesty of the blue boar sophia dreading an explosion of the wrath which she saw lowering in her mother's countenance now attempted to conciliate mrs armytage by interesting herself in the result of their canvass she could not have chosen a more unlucky topic by the intrigues of the same attorney who had contrived to sell mill hill to mr wemmersley arthur armytage had been actually put in nomination for thoroton the strife between mother and son must now become apparent to the whole county a poll had been demanded and maudsley two spalding thirty four armytage one hundred and nine was already officially registered end of chapter eight